is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Welcome to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed to have Sister Elena Morselli. Sister Elena is an apostle of the interior life out of Rome, Italy, and she's part of an apostolate of lay consecrated women, apostle of evangelization and spiritual direction. Special welcome to you today, Sister Elena. Hello, Father. Great to be with you. The topic for today is starting fresh with your spiritual life. Sister Elena, as you know, it's the new year. People are setting new goals new commitments, they're doing New Year's resolutions, and it should be the same with our spiritual life in saying, how is the Lord inviting us to grow closer to Him in 2023? So, Sister Elena, one of the misconceptions about the spiritual life is just, okay, I need to do checklists, I need to do things. Now, obviously, there's holy habits, but it's not just doing things, right? It's a relationship with the Lord. How did you grow in understanding that growing up, and who taught you that? Yeah, I've been blessed to grow up in a very good Catholic family, so my parents can take a lot of the credit for my spiritual life, just in a very simple way. The way they lived was inspiring for me because God was present in their normal way of life. We didn't pray too much together, but the way they go about their life, the way they help us to always think that God was watching us, but not as (laughs) as a judge or as somebody will punish us, but as a presence. So that instilled in me the idea that God was present in my life. I have to say, though, that was probably during, as I was a teenager with our youth group, I had the possibility to do some retreats that were for us. And what they did for us was, in my opinion, very, very powerful because they encouraged us to stay in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. And you would think, man, this is hard for teenagers. What do they do? You know, they're going to be distracted. Mm -hmm. But the way they did it, they help us to see that Jesus was indeed on the altar. I mean, physically, the monstrance was there, and Mm -hmm. there was something there. And they encourage us to not look around, get distracted, but just look at him and just try to engage in a conversation with him. And I think my simple mind, you know, when you're younger, you're a little bit less maybe complicated than when you become adult. And I Mm -hmm. actually give it a try. And I have to say, you know, I felt that there was something there. I couldn't necessarily articulate what that was, but I felt I could talk. And continuing in that formation, they really encourage us through those retreats, but also encourage us the habit of daily prayer, so to talk with the Lord every day. And slowly but surely, they also taught us not just to talk to Him or at Him, but also to listen to Him. I have to say mm-hmm. that part was intriguing, but also more complicated because I would say, <laughs> hey, Lord, I'm here. You can talk. And of course, I didn't hear anything. And so I remember going to a priest that became my spiritual director at that time and say, okay, how do I listen to him? Because he didn't seem to speak as we are talking and we can listen. And he helped me to approach scripture as a way to really listen to the Lord. What he meant by that was, you know, when you go to church and the, the lector will proclaim the word, at the end he says, the word of the Lord. 
So he said, yeah, the Bible is <laughs> the word of the Lord. So read it as the Lord speaking to you and try to say, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me through these words? And really just listen to him. So the adoration was one component, but then scripture became my friend. And a daily prayer with scripture, uh, sometimes using even the scripture from the liturgy of the hours, let's say the morning prayer or evening prayer, really taught me to get acquainted with the Lord speaking through his words. Now, did I hear the Lord speaking in my heart or I mean, not every day, not, not all the time, obviously, but became a familiar way to stay with the Lord. And within that relationship, at times I really felt there was a particular word that they was actually speaking to me right there in that moment, in that particular situation of my life. So I would say this was the way my prayer life developed. So through Eucharistic adoration and reading scripture and patiently <laughs> learning the art of listening to the Lord. I'm not perfect in that in, by any stretch of imagination, but I'm still in that journey and I keep learning every day a little bit more. Even now as a mm-hmm. consecrated, I still learn every day how to mm-hmm. pray better and how to pray more. And I love that, that image of, yeah, it's, a, it's this growing just familiarity with the Lord's voice that I know my sheep and mine know me. And it's, and it's not just a, a voice from the sky. It's a very subtle listening. Can you speak a little bit more as someone who's been praying with scripture over the years? I mean, what do people listen for? Like, I know a good practice, many people will take the scriptures of the day and they might take the Magnificat or Word Among Us, these, these resources, and they read the scripture. Maybe they read a meditation or short reflection on it and they go back to it. And then they, they try to listen to something that stands out. But what has helped you or what are some little more fine tune of things to be listening for? That's an excellent uh, way to put it. So one thing that as we grow in the prayer life, we also need to become more and more aware of also ourselves. Because when we go into a prayer time, we go with whatever is going on in our life in that particular moment, in that particular day, in that particular stage of my life. So I need to be aware of what I'm bringing in. And this is true of any relationship. If I go and talk with somebody, I might go and talk with a friend out of a place of overjoying for a news I want to share or super concern about a situation I might have and anything in between. So same thing with I go to the Lord, where is my heart? What do I bring to the Lord? So that I need to know what is mine. So if I'm anxious about something, if I'm peaceful about something, if I am mm-hmm. wondering or questioning about something, I need to be aware of that. Then, as I begin my prayer time, I do the one important fundamental thing, that is to call upon the moment the Holy Spirit. We do not know how to pray unless we, particularly through the presence of the Holy Spirit, will pray within us. So I would say there is no prayer if I do not open myself to the presence of the Holy Spirit and I ask the Holy Spirit to guide. To begin with the readings of the day, it's an excellent way. It's not the only way, but it's an easy way. The church, our mother church, is already giving us scripture that will journey with us. So it's it's an easy and and, and sure way to be uh, united with the church. So I begin there, and as I read the scripture of the day, maybe the gospel or, or the psalm or the reading, the question that I will have in my heart and my mind is, what does this mean? So what is the meaning of this passage? And I might recall to mind a homily that I heard about that, or sometimes the Magnifica has a little explanation on it, uh, on that particular passage, or I might be using a book of meditation on the daily readings that also has a particular explanation. So first, 
I try to understand the meaning. But then the second question is, what is that message? What does it mean for me now? So I don't need to draw million concepts or ideas from a scripture passage. It's one that then apply to my life. So what that particular passage means for me today, it's different than maybe for another person the same day or for myself the next day. So the Lord is speaking to me right now, right here. And I, the important part in that moment is to stay, in, to stay still and not trying to make up an answer, but just stay still. The Lord will go in a deeper way and he tends to whisper more than yell <laughs> at us. Mm-hmm. So I need to be aware of maybe there was a concern in my heart and I don't need to project that that concern the way the Lord will answer to my concern, I really need to hear him. So I'm not trying to make up an answer. I'm listening. Very much like when I'm talking with somebody, I'm not trying to project what that person is going to tell me. I'm I'm paying attention to what the person says. And I stay still. And the Lord gently might put one word, peace, or one particular virtue, or who knows, something that will speak to me in that moment. I need to be patient, though, and not be afraid of the silence. Here's something, and we end up making up something that is more from us than from the Lord, and that's when we need to be careful. I love some of your descriptions that speaking is born from the silence, or just that language of that. Speaking, <laughs> or it's just born in the silence. A specific, there's a specific language for each of us. I was like, I think we need to spend more time on that. Like, I'd love to hear <laughs> a talk on there's a specific language for all of us. Yeah. Like that is very yeah. fascinating because of some people who are, are really touched by, I remember a spiritual directee and he was a very, he had a very creative imagination and he could just enter into things very quickly. And you're like, wow, that was very beautiful. And just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just imagery and you could see things and other people, it was words and other people it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially during spiritual direction. I mean, it's what a, what a blessing it is because you get exposed to all those ways that the Lord speaks to people and you're fascinated <laughs> because well, it's the Lord. They're not making stuff up. And you're like, God, you're so creative. <laughs> That's, That's right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is fun. It was also fun to use. We're here with Sister Eleanor talking about starting fresh with your spiritual life. And we're talking about what does it mean to listen to God? In our next segment, we're going to go a little bit more with details about how can you fine tune and and go more deeper into this invitation to know know and love the Lord in this new year. Uh, We'll be back in a moment. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. Hi, this is Father Tom Yale of Blessed Sacrament Parish in Alexandria, Virginia. I want to fire you up for the March 1st, 2023 Top Golf Fundraiser with WMET 1160 AM. I participated in the first ever event. Let me tell you, it was a ton of fun. My parishioners came with me and sponsored me in the $25,000 hole-in-one prize. I love Catholic radio, and we need to do all we can to keep it on air so Catholics have a voice in the public square. The bottom line is this. Top Golf is a fun way to save souls. All you need to do is show up. My brother priests, please join us for the prizes and a chance to compete with your parishioners. You'll want your team's name on that trophy. Please visit grnonline.com. Click on events. That's grnonline.com. GRN is radio for your soul. And I assure you after this family fun night, every soul in your family will be better off for this good work. God bless you. 
Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. The University of Maryland St. Joseph Medical Center is weighing its options after a federal court ruled January 6th that the Towson Hospital violated the Affordable Care Act when it denied a transgender person a hysterectomy. The hospital declined in 2020 to perform a hysterectomy on Jesse Hammonds, prompting a suit claiming sex discrimination. The medical center said it disputes legal points in the ruling by Judge Deborah Chazanow and that the canceled surgery was due to a surgeon mistakenly scheduling a procedure that could not be performed at St. Joseph. Although it has been owned by the Secular University of Maryland Medical System since 2012, St. Joseph operates as a Catholic hospital and abides by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops' ethical and religious directives for Catholic health care services. Dr. Marie Albert Borziquo, past president of the National Catholic Medical Association, said the court ruling was a gross violation of an ethical and religious directive that guides the moral practices of Catholic health care workers. She said she hoped and thought the hospital would appeal. Borziquo, an internist practicing in Howard County and a parishioner of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Baltimore, said she feels very badly for transgendered brothers and sisters. They are suffering from an emotional problem, she said. This is not the way to help them by mutilating their bodies, she said. We need to show them our love and support by helping them work through their emotional problems, not perform an unnecessary surgery. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm George Matisek. With inviting surroundings, complete independence, and an unmatched quality of life, Mercy Ridge is the unparalleled choice for your retirement lifestyle. It's a way of living that promotes an active, healthier life. Located in Timonium, Maryland, Mercy Ridge Continuing Care Retirement Community features a beautifully landscaped 32-acre campus. The grounds, dining, and recreational amenities and residences are designed to provide a gracious lifestyle and a variety of exciting activities. Visit MercyRidge.com. Your journey awaits. Guadalupe Radio Network's car raffle starts January 3rd. This luxury car is a beauty. A 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 with a 0 to 60 acceleration of 6.3 seconds. Yet it still logs 36 highway miles per gallon of gas. Safety features include active brake and attention assist. Visit grnonline.com after January 3rd. Raffle tickets are $25 each, 5 for 100. Visit grnonline.com. Help GRN drive home the word of God. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed to have Sister Elena Morselli. Sister Elena is, is a, a lay consecrated woman with the Apostles of the Interior Life based out of Rome, but they're also in Texas at Texas A&M. Their apostolate is evangelization and spiritual direction, so they really help people grow in their spiritual life and their interior life. Welcome back, Sister Elena. Thank you, Father. You, know, you were talking about something that everyone desires to know. How do you listen to God? How do you hear God? I want to spend just a, a moment or so just a little bit more on that. Tell, us, tell our listeners again, what are they listening for and the importance of waiting and leaving a space of silence when we pray? So the Lord speaks to us in a unique way. And I almost want to say he has a specific language for each one of us. He speaks to our heart in different ways. So the important thing for us is not to be afraid of the silence because his speaking is born out of the silence. 
Remember the prophet Elijah on the mountain, he was thinking about a manifestation of the Lord in grandest ways and earthquake and all kind of things. None of that was the place where the Lord was speaking, but was in the tiny whispering. And so this is what we are looking for, just a, a science from where the Lord, the word of the Lord will emerge. And it might emerge with Maybe a scripture passage that enters in our mind in that moment. Maybe a sense of sense of something in our heart. And maybe, to be honest, maybe there's nothing in that moment, but we still know that the Lord has spoken and maybe come to fruition later. It's like when you get under the sun and you get pen, but in the moment of it, you might not realize it. But at the end of the day, you, you check it and sure enough, it's, it's reddish or, or colored. So we don't need to see an effect, a result in that very second. Might or might not happen, but the Lord is always effective in us. We might also realize it later. And we need to get tuned in and learn more this language and over time, not just one session. That's why it's important to pray on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Someone described it as sometimes when we spend time with the Lord, it's like watching a plant grow. You can't always see it growing if you're looking at it right there. But how many times have I, it was because I prayed, I was more receptive to hearing God at a later time, or although I didn't hear anything specifically in prayer at that moment, later that day or the next day or the next week, a question I'd been talking to the Lord about, I would get an answer outside of prayer, but it was important to dispose myself in prayer. I thought that was having the habit of 15 or 20 minutes a day, have a great prayer place and prayer time. Can you share us what's the important word the new year, 2023, and the importance of habits of holiness, habits of holiness, Sunday mass? daily time to listen to the Lord, and especially in one of the ways he speaks, as you mentioned, was with the scriptures. Talk to me about the importance of holy habits, of daily habits of of having a prayer place and a prayer time. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. I would use this analogy. Think about any athlete, any musician or any artist, any student, anybody that is trying to look for excellence in whatever they are doing, they train themselves. And the training is important and is regular. You will never become an, a great athlete if you run every once in a while when you feel it. You have to run every day or exercise every day. Same thing with a musician or any artist. Why would prayer be any different? Why would any relationship with the Lord just spontaneously happen just one day? I mean, the Lord can do obviously whatever he wants, but for us, how important it is to say, my relationship with the Lord is important. I'm going to give time every day. We are not talking about hours every day. 15, 20 minutes every day, maybe half an hour if you already are in the habit. It's, it's enough and it's precious, but every day. So this is important. So the, the, the daily habit of staying in the presence of the Lord on a regular basis daily. But then you have also, you know, like when you train yourself, you might run a certain amount every day and then have the longer run once a week. Okay, so this is what we do also on a weekly basis, certainly our Sunday Mass. But maybe perhaps we can also have another day that we either carve out time for a holy hour or time in the presence of the Eucharist. Confession is also something that should be part of our habit. Every day, no. Every week, not necessarily. Maybe once a month, clean our soul so that we can receive the grace more and better. That would be an incredible practice that will make our spiritual life grow exponentially. 
so it is important for us to have a plan once again as we would do with any new thing we want to learn if we want to get good at something we make a plan for it so i would mm-hmm. recommend to do the same for the spiritual life and do it in a doable way don't set up an impossible goal because that would discourage you after the first week of excitement then you'll be like eh. And then it becomes, it goes down the hill from there. No, do something attainable, even small, and then do an increase. When you are training for the marathon, you don't start running 10 miles every day. You might run mm-hmm. one mile, and then one mile and a half, and then two, et cetera. So go on increase that is proportionate to what the Lord is inviting you to, and be generous. Mm-hmm. And then what would you say, I think one of the common mistakes for most people is we're always said, we're always told, pray before you go to sleep at night. So it's not uncommon for people's prayer time to be right before they go to sleep, but it's like not the best time. We should pray before we go to sleep briefly, but talk about the habit of giving God a little bit better fruits, whether it's first thing in the day, whether it's midday, but to have that that habit and and that weekends and weekends and weekdays are different um, because there's different rhythms for weekdays and weekends. Can you speak to any good advice on that? Yep, absolutely. I think it's important for us to remember what's the place that I want to give to the Lord. So there is nothing wrong in in praying at the end of the day, but it might convey a message of, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I will not forget about him, but it's the last thing of my day. So that tells me something about myself if prayer is only the last thing of, of the day. So if I have an important interview, an important thing in my life, I'll probably try to, if it's in my possibility, to give my prime time to that interview or that event. Prime time might look different for some people. I mean, for some people, it's right there in the morning as soon as you get up. You're a morning person, bam, that's your prime time. Some people don't know who they are until they put some coffee in their system or maybe until noon. All right, your prime time is going to be noon or whenever it is. But identify your prime time or or a time earlier in the day so that that prayer time, the moment with the Lord, will also affect the rest of your day. You have put the Lord in the morning, let's say, or maybe early afternoon. You still have half of the day in front of you. And what encounter with the Lord will be affecting the rest of the day. If your only time is at night, yeah, you might have a peaceful sleep, but the next day you most likely forgot what the prayer was about. So I would recommend to identify, and it could be different for every person, uh, the best time I can offer uh, to the Lord as soon as I can and make it personal for that. I'm not saying it has to be early in the morning for every single person, but as soon as you can, give the Lord your prime time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I remember just having when I used to, prior to seminary, I was working during my lunch break, I would take some time and it would be, let's say, at an hour lunch. It was like I would have lunch the first half an hour and the other part of the other time just to have some prayer time during a lunch break. It was kind of a set of like, hey, I'm going to have some set time with the Lord. And then the idea, I really love that idea of can we give God a half an hour or an hour a week in Eucharistic adoration that like, it's kind of like a little retreat once a week. It's like, can we commit to that? I know some places we have perpetual adoration chapels or places where you can pray even in the night or on a Sunday as the Lord's Day. And I found that helpful. Like one time a week, I'm going to have some some extended time with the Lord just to bring everything before him and spend time with commitment. Yeah, that's actually a great idea also because here in the States, you are blessed. So many churches have perpetual adoration. So 
the difference between going to Mass, for example, and adoration is that Mass is a certain day, a certain time, a certain place, and is mm -hmm. set. Adoration, you can make it whatever time of the day or even of the night, if that's better for you, and you can maybe drive a little while to get there, but it's very doable and more flexible to a person's schedule for the week. And Sister Eleanor, one of the greatest gifts of prayer is prayer. Uh, just by bringing ourselves before the Lord, it gives us more peace in our life because the Lord's in our life, more joy in our life. It helps us to more bring everything in our mind and heart, all of our anxieties and fears. And, and I love how you said just to pray with the Lord. And, and it's not just it's not just the holy things or things like that. It could be your relationships or how to grow in love or patience or kindness or forgiveness. Like everything is included in these conversations that we can bring ourselves and before the Lord who loves us so much. We have been blessed to have Sister Elena. Sister Elena, can you share your, your website just so if people want to learn more about the Apostles of the Interior Life, what, what website would they go to? Okay, so the, uh, our website is www.apostlesofil.com. Again, apostlesofil.com. So on the website, you can find more about us, our story, where we are uh, in the States and also in Italy, uh, but also meditation. So you can even subscribe to a meditation that comes in the mail for you so you can grow in the spiritual life and different resources about the spiritual life, which is the heart of our charism and what we are serving in the church for, helping our brothers and sisters to grow in their spiritual life. Wonderful. Well, Sister Elena, thank you for joining us this starting fresh with your spiritual life in the new year. Hopefully this will be a little little prompting, a little nudge to help us grow in our relationship with the Lord. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, Father, and God bless you all. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. May God bless you. Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbelt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow The Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.